Welcome Family to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Barbie. Please hit that thumbs up button and subscribe to, to our YouTube channel and share this video podcast with your friends, ladies and gentlemen. We ask that you do this because we want others to know that we're here. Help make this video go viral by posting this on your Facebook page, your Instagram page, and your Twitter page. This video podcast is available in three forms, audio, video, and as a written text in order for us to reach our audience. In order to follow along with my presentation, I strongly recommend everyone on my Facebook friends list to please exchange emails with me so that I can email you everything I do online. Also, I would like for my listeners to follow me on my Medium page. This is where I post my actual speech. I also provide my sources under Show and Prove. I recommend that you watch the video clips I provide to fully understand what's happening in America. I use this platform to interact with everyone on my friends list and everyone in my social group by giving black business owners free airtime to promote their products and services. I give people in the faith community an opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and ordinary law-abiding citizens an opportunity to share their special talents and skills to my listeners from around the globe. After the show, I offer my guest speakers an incentive by teaching them how to create their own podcast and YouTube channel to help them earn extra revenue during COVID-19. I also assist people on my friends list with creating basic websites, finding college scholarships and grants, housing and legal services all for free. I would like to personally invite everyone on my friends list and everyone in my social groups to our next Facebook Live event, the CAM Virtual Conference theme, quote, unifying the African-American community and the black immigrant community in America, starting in Chicago, unquote. Saturday, September 24th, from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. American time, 3 p.m. Canadian time, 8 p.m. West African time, 9 p.m. South African time, 10 p.m. East African time, and 8 p.m. UK time. If you would like to be on the panel, just send me a message to my Facebook inbox for additional information. If you are unable to participate, then please share my Facebook live event with your friends and leave a public comment about the topic on my YouTube page and on my Facebook page. This will help get the ball rolling. I don't plan on doing this another 30 years. My film project is my last attempt to try to do something positive for my racial group in America. The reason why we are hosting these monthly virtual conferences is to encourage our listeners from around the globe to support our film project. The proceeds from the film will put me in a better position financially to hire qualified black middle class professionals, buy office equipment, and purchase property for our Christian business. The Cayo Chicago, the Grassroots Community Activist Institute of Chicago. Eventually, we will launch our African and Caribbean tour so that we can reconnect the diaspora with continental Africans from my African group 
Perkayam, Africa. We aim to set up chapters in 10 African nations so that we can host international trade among our people. This will be a win-win for our people who are trapped in American ghettos because we can sell our films, artwork, and music to our brothers and sisters on the continent. In contrast, I will bring the best of the diaspora with me during our African trips to meet African entrepreneurs who will sell their products like beauty supplies, art, artwork, food, etc. This will also help improve the African economy because black Americans as a collective have $1 trillion spending power. I want to produce things like films and black businesses. I don't want to be online begging. For me, I want to exchange something in value. My thing is if I am going to ask for something, then I am going to have a product or service behind it. I need everyone on my friends list and everyone in my social groups to please donate to our film project because out of 1,596 people, only three people have on my uh, Facebook friends, friends list have donated to our film project. That's not cool and that's not fair. This is why it's taking me so long to get things done because the lack of support. The financial elites will not fund this type of film. I'm using GoFundMe as a crowdfunding source so that everyone knows exactly where the funds are going towards. Once we reach 200000 then we will work on doing the movie trailer. Our goal is to raise 500000 in order to make a quality black empowerment film based on my revised book, quote, The Solution for Black America, Reclaiming, Rebuilding, and Restoring the Urban Ghettos in America, Second Edition. The title of the film is Hood Liberator Made in Chicago. The War Against Willie Lynch Begins. The sequel, African Liberator, Battle Against the Colonized Mindset, will be made in South Africa. Without support from the black grassroots and the global African family, then I'm unable to make my film and do my job. The ball is in their hands. Instructions on how to participate on the show. First, watch my video podcast. This is called Side A. After I finish my presentation, then I will open up the phone lines to Facebook Messenger. This is called Side B. You can interact with me in real time either by voice call, by clicking on the phone icon, or by video call, by clicking on the camera icon. Today's topic of discussion is as follows. Why other groups have a disdain against black people, African people globally? Environmental racism in America and BLM lawsuit. Our first topic. Why other groups have a disdain against black people, African people globally? I came across a TikTok video in my email and thought this would be a good topic for us to discuss on this podcast. I will briefly play the audio version. You can watch the video on my Medium page under Show and Prove. What exactly did black people ever do? Like, I'm genuinely asking, what did we ever do to deserve anti-blackness in every single community? We were brought over here in chains. We were beat, raped, and murdered. We fought for our freedom just to end up with Jim Crow and segregation and being lynched by the KKK. 
We were segregated into our own communities, then denied jobs, denied funding for our schools. You kill our black men and make fun of us for not having fathers. You dehumanize and demonize and kill our black women and nobody bats an eye. What exactly did black people do? What exactly did we do? Many brothers and sisters have asked the same question based on the video we are now seeing around the globe from how the Chinese treat Africans in China during the beginning of COVID-19 to how Ukraines treat Africans during the beginning of the war and in America how blacks are treated by law enforcement during the George Floyd incident. My question is... Why is there among all the nations of the world have a hatred towards Africans and black people? There are a few individuals among other groups that like black people, but as a collective, they don't care about us. Black people slash African people never colonized anyone, never stole anyone's land or resources. God blessed Africa with the most natural resources on earth, such as diamond, gold, minerals, and oil. This made other groups to become jealous of black people. The first group of people to enslave our ancestors were the Arabs in East Africa, slave trade, then the Europeans through the Atlantic slave trade. It was white supremacists from Europe European nations that colonized the world. They stole land and resources from Aboriginal Australians in Australia. They stole land and resources from the natives in Brazil. They stole land and resources from the natives in North America. They, they colonized the Caribbean, Africa, and India. If you read the, the book Confessions of an economic hitman. It explains how the financial elites destabilized Latin America, yet people from these other groups who were also victims of white supremacy prefer to join with them against us. For example, Latinos love the people who colonize their land and help keep the current conditions of their homeland is facing. When they are allowed to come over to America, they have an issue with black people. This is because the white supremacist financial elites control all of the, the resources in North America through mainstream media. They are able to promote this lie to the world that black people are lazy. When in fact it was our ancestors who built America because the financial elites were too lazy to build, build it themselves. I found an article from National Geographic. Archaeologists have confirmed that Lucy from Lucy found in Africa is the oldest Homo sapien in the world. I provide my sources on my medium page under show and prove. From a spiritual perspective, in the book of John, chapter fifteen, verse eighteen through twenty-seven, if the world hate you. Ye know that it hate me before it hate you. If ye were a 
of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. I'm going to stop here. You are more than welcome to read the rest. Um, in the book of Genesis chapter 15 verse 13 through 14 and he said unto Abraham know of a surety that thou seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall afflict them 400 years and also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge and afterwards shall they come out with great substances in the book of De Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 68 and the Lord shall bring thee unto Egypt again with ships by the way therefore thereof I speak unto thee thou shalt see it no more again and there shall and there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bondsmen and bondswoman, and no man shall, shall buy you. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 30, 34, verse 11 through 16. For thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I, even I, will both search my, my sheep and seek them out as a shepherd seek out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep that are scattered so will i seek out my sheep and will deliver them out of all places where they have been scattered in the cloudy and dark days and i will bring them out from the people and gather them from the countries and bring and will bring them to their own land and feed them upon the mountains of israel by the rivers and in all the inhabited place in the country I will feed them in a good pasture and upon the high mountains of Israel shall their fold be there shall they lie in a good fold and in a fat pasture shall they feed upon the mountains of Israel I will feed my flock and I will cause them to lie down said the Lord God I will seek that which was lost and bring again that was that which was driven away and will bind up that which was broken and will strengthen that which was sick but I will destroy the fat and the strong I will feed them with judgment this is talking about the black experience no other group was enslaved in America and was forced over here in ships I don't give President Abraham Lincoln credit for freeing our ancestors. It was Jesus slash Yahshua who intervened. In the book of Romans chapter 1 verse 28 through 29 and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge God gave them over to a repro reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covenantness, maliness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, um, mal malignant, 
and whispers. My creator has given me a solution to solve our social problems in America, but for 30 years, black America has rejected my vision and plan. This is why I wrote my revised book in order to generate capital so that I can hire qualified black middle class professionals to assist me in making this Christian business effective and successful for years to come. But my book is barely selling. I have my virtual store selling items in order to generate capital to get this Christian business up and running in Chicago. Yet again, I have little to no support from the people I'm trying to serve, black people. I am not getting pushback from white people. All of the pushback is coming from black people. Why is Gracayo Chicago needed? Because since 2001, over 4,000 people have been murdered in Chicago alone. That's more than American soldiers who were murdered in both Iraq and Afghanistan combined. Our youth call it Chirac, a term for certain Chicago neighborhoods which are particularly violent. The term comes from a combination of the city of Chicago and the country, Iraq. Chicago was given this nickname because of all of the murders and violence that occurs in Chicago in comparisons with the war in Iraq. Walking the streets of black Chicago is like walking in Iraq with all the murders, robbery, gang banging, and acts of urban violence every weekend. This ain't nothing to be proud of. You can relocate to any major city in America. You will find the same problems. Drugs, guns, gangs, poverty, and crime. When I say I offer something that no black leader has in America, and that is a solution to solve all our social problems in America, a majority of black people reject my claim. We know black America needs all the help it can get, but ignoring the issues is not going to solve our problems. It makes matters worse. Since black America has rejected my vision and plan for the past 30 years, my Christian business will be membership-based. My message to black millennials and Generation Z, this organization is for you, but I need your help to build it. First line of business, we have to separate ourselves from off-code Negroes, con artists, degenerates, pedophiles, and urban terrorists within our community. Gracayo, Chicago, will, we will raise the standard in black America and offer a 21st century solution to solve black issues as mentioned in my revised book. Once we get this Christian business established in Chicago, I would need my members to be my ears. If anyone is putting out lies about me or our business, just let me know so that I can take legal action against them for slander. I gave 30 years of my life trying to build something constructive for black, the black community. My reputation is on the line. Kyle Chicago is not just a new business endeavor. It's also a new system promoting a kingdom economy. We can continue to wait for the financial elites, those at the top, to finally have a change of heart and share some of the wealth. Or we can do the best we can to create Kyle Chicago and create our own industries where black people dominate. That would be sports, music, hair care, and entertainment. Through Gracayo Chicago, it would give us an ethno 
ethnogration. Ethnogration is defined as the voluntary concentration of individuals and their resources around their ethnic or language commodities for the purpose of improving their economics and political competitiveness. At this time, the only space where I'm able to be as great as I believe I can be is when I'm doing this podcast with you all. On this podcast, we talk about solving black issues. These discussions are not a are not about complaining about the government, politicians, nor about white people. This is a spiritual battle on every level. I am called to break the Willie Lynch legacy among black Americans. Entrepreneurship will give us our freedom. I am here to encourage the CAM members worldwide to embrace group economics and tap into the spirit of God and watch our situation change around the globe. My film project is my last attempt to try to do something positive for my racial group in America. I'm reaching out to the black grassroots and to global African family, our black immigrant community here in America, specifically here in Chicago land area. I also encourage our non-black sympathizers to help patronize our film project. I don't want to do, be doing this another 30 years. Please leave a public comment on my Facebook page and on my YouTube page about the topic. Most of all, share this podcast with your friends. This will help get the ball rolling. Our second topic, environmental racism in America. Jackson, Mississippi is suffering a water crisis after major flooding damage. It's water treatment plant. The, the mayor said the state never invested in the water infrastructure of the city, leaving it vulnerable. We are faced with yet another water crisis. This time it's in Jackson, Mississippi, a majority black city, the last place where we had a water crisis was in Flint, Michigan. Back then, the Obama administration did not do anything for local residents in Flint, Michigan. Obama could have used his executive powers to fix the issue, but he didn't. The Biden administration has been writing blank checks in, in the billions for Ukraine. The question is, where's the billions of dollars to fix the water treatment in Jackson, Mississippi? Tens of thousands of Jackson residents remain without clean running water. Some advocates say that the situation stems from years of environmental racism. I would go a step further and call it environmental warfare. These white supremacist financial elites who are waging war against black people all the time, whether it's environmental, educational, or, or the medical. As long as black people remain in the United States of America, as a collective, we will continue to be treated as fourth and fifth class citizens. My question to my listeners, name the city or town where a water crisis ha happens in the white community. The financial elites build neighborhoods over dumping grounds where chemicals can cause cancer. For example, in, Louis in Louisiana, there's a neighborhood called Cancer Alley, where, which was built close to it petrochemical plants. 
be warned if you see homes next to a uh, refinery, don't live there. We have to discuss the sabotage that's happening with us in this country and what we can do about it. According to the U.S. Census, 80% of Jackson residents are black. So you have a black city, but the state has is ignoring the equal distribution of funds when it comes to infrastructure. But they make sure those white cities and towns are taken care of. As long as black people remain in America, then we are at the mercies of the financial elites. Unfortunately, many of our people have not accepted who the financial elites really are. In America, black communities are considered sacrifice communities because they are not deemed to be important. That's the standard of operation in America. Go ahead. Anyone who is listening, challenge my statement. Call in to the show or leave a public comment in the comment section on YouTube or Facebook and explain how we're not at the mercy of the white supremacist financial elites when they control everything in American society. The Jackson water crisis should be the top conversation about how the black community are deprioritized when it comes to ensuring infrastructure planning in the black community. Infrastructure is a state and federal government issue. That's why Jackson residents pay taxes to the IRS to fix those sorts of things. I really hate how these financial elites treat our brothers and sisters in America. America don't mind black people living living conditions like poor people who live in third world nations. I found a video clip from CBS Morning entitled, quote, Jackson residents told to shower with their mouths closed as water crisis persists, unquote. You can watch the full video on my Medium page under Show and Prove. When you see something like this, just know it's not accidental. It's done by design. I found another article, this time from The Hill, entitled, quote, Water Crisis in Jackson, Mississippi, raises concerns about environmental racism, unquote. Notice you're looking at a situation where water can be weaponized. For example, Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans, Flint, Michigan, and now Jackson, Mississippi. The prophecy which I have been telling my group members for more than 20 years is starting to come to pass. I explained to my members that the financial elites will use a South African model when they will no longer be the majority by 2050. The point of white flight was to collapse economies. I found another great article from Fox entitled, quote, How Jackson, Mississippi Ran Out of Water, unquote. I encourage my listeners to go to my Medium page and scroll down to show and prove to read the full article. The Biden administration has found billions of dollars for illegal Latino immigrants, but nothing for our group. Remember this black voters during the November elections. In South Africa, when the 
white supremacist financial elites were forced out of government. They scripted everything of value. They wanted black people to deal with a huge mess. On this podcast, we don't sugarcoat nothing. We keep it 100. The white supremacist financial elites are weaponizing our essential resources in order to kill us off. This ain't a joke, ladies and gentlemen. It's a continual cycle, whether it's 1906 Atlanta, 1917 Elaine, Arkansas, 1923 Rosewood. Recognize racial wars are not always fought with guns. I always told my group members, economics is how you wage war effectively. One of the things I found to be problematic is we have a lot of black people who have a large platform. They continue to bully black people into thinking that voting will solve our issues. These politicians know black people don't understand politics. In order to execute an agenda, you need a plan that serves your interests. Secondly, you have to have competent people from the soil to to advocate our agenda. The white supremacist financial elites impose candidates that are in their pockets who will favor their agenda. We constantly have Manchurians candidates popping up and present and present to us to represent us. The agenda does not come does not come the politics from the political class. It comes from the soil, which is the black grassroots. The saddest thing about all of this is Mississippi has the most black elected officials than any other state. This proves we cannot continue depending on these black career politicians. We have all these black politicians in office, yet as a collective, our conditions have not improved. Truth be told, they don't want to serve, they just want to line their pockets. With the finance, with the white supremacist financial elites, um, they can take back Mississippi without using gentrification or um, eminent domain. They then they have set a te- template for running black people out of cities in the 21st century. Brothers and sisters, pay close attention what we're up against. Make sure our brothers and sisters are good means we are ready to apply the principles from my revised book and push a permanent solution, which means that we will begin working together with other like-minded black people and African people so that we all can survive. Please leave a public comment on my Facebook page and on my YouTube page about the topic. Most of all, share this podcast with your friends. This will help get the ball rolling. Our third topic, BLM lawsuit. There, There's a lawsuit filed against Black Lives Matter by 10 of its local chapters as a result of financial shenanigans. When you have activist movements that doesn't represent black people, a lot of black people left Black Lives Matter a while ago. Many brothers and sisters was not comfortable with the BLM agenda. 
we did an extensive episode about two or three years ago where we analyzed the Black Lives Matter website. On there, they were promoting LGBT agenda, but I did not see anything representing straight black men or anything about the black family. Before I go any further, my question to my listeners, do you believe that black lives matter? I believe that black lives matter when a black person is murdered by a road cop. I believe that black lives matter when a black person is murdered by urban terrorists. I think it's important to start here because the term is universal. All three of the founders are part of the LGBT community. I believe once the donations start pouring in, then things start started to change. First, they split into the Global Network Foundation, which managed all of, of the donations for Black Lives Matter. Basically, they were capitalizing off the deaths of black people who were murdered by law enforcement. During the George Floyd protests, Black Lives Matter was able to raise $90 million, yet none of that money went into the black community. Black people in America get politically pimped on a regular basis. We have these politicians, overseers, they don't serve the interests of black people. They sell black people out to politicians. For example, Reverend Jesse Jackson would talk with Democrat, Democratic candidates and negotiate political favors in exchange to deliver votes on election day. When I s seen what Black Lives Matter was doing, I felt they were crossing the line. I believe this lawsuit was filed by people who were pissed off. They did all the mar marching and bringing public attention to these issues. I think that the people who were doing all of the work sh should have a voice about where the funds should go and should not go. I keep hearing the mar marchers say there's a lack of transparency. Then there's there are questions about these five million dollar homes. I ran across an article from the Hill entitled, quote, Black Lives Matter executive accused of stealing 10 million in lawsuit, unquote. You can read the full article. I have posted it on my Medium page under Show and Proof. Black suffering is a multi-billion dollar commodity. What's unfortunate about Black Lives Matter is that there, there is not a, an agreement on what the proper use of the fund should be. Most charities isn't effective. There's a documentary I saw a while back called Poverty Incorporated. Poverty Incorporated discussed how all this money being raised by using poor African nation, nations as a video prop, meaning some European missionaries would take pictures of a poor African family with kids who are starving. They prom promote these images and content around the globe and they make lots of money. Many people send donations to these organizations. That's putting up a front. Many of these charities do not give the money to the people in the pictures. They are using black suffering as a way to fuel their own economy.
Black people are watching these liberal elites handle black people the same way they handle saving whales. Whales are not involved in the decision making, nor does whales earn any funds raised by the charity. Many people are in the hood doing real work like negotiating game truce or doing urban gardening, but you are unable to get funding because these liberal elites are collecting money on your behalf. If all you learn from me as a as a solution for black people are Democrats or Republicans, then you are not too smart. Over here, we demand tangibles for e for either political party for our votes. We are focused on models of freedom and self-sufficiency. There's a point where what I call a black line. A black line is where you say we're not going to cross that line because that would under undermine your integrity. If you don't have a leverage or control in your organization, then the white supremacist financial elites will push you around. Black Lives Matter was basically a black version of the LGBT movement. In Gurkayo, Chicago, we will teach our members and students how to be aware of economic warfare in a racist capitalist society. We have thousands of black college graduates with degrees, yet many of them fail to build anything for the black community. Over here, we study black Wall Street, people like O.W. Gurley. How did he start self-sustainable businesses when he had no capital? Today, we have millionaire rappers, yet they are not building anything for the black community as a collective. In some, the Black Lives Matter movement unfortunately came off to me as a movement funded by white liberals to utilize black trauma as a way to fund white liberal ideology. Our movement is going to come from the black grassroots and the global African family. That's our base. Now black sympathizers are welcome to patronize our film project, but when it's time to get Gurkai of Chicago up and running, then it's black people and African people who are responsible to build it and to own it. Please leave a public comment on my Facebook page and on my YouTube page about the topic. Most of all, share this podcast with your friends. This will help get the ball rolling. Again, I thank you all for taking your time to uh, watch my uh, video. Please help it uh, go viral. And most of all, I'm asking my Christian friends, keep praying for me. And if you're able... Uh, give that give a donation you know for our film project that will help um, boost this um, this thing because again like I say out of um, 1,600 people only three people on my Facebook friends list have donated to our film project and again this is this is why it's taking so long. This organization is needed. If you don't want to um, donate to the film project, please purchase the book. I'm asking all of my um, group members that's serious about being part of Gurkham, purchase the book. Either the softcover book, which is uh, $15 plus shipping and handling, or the e-book for $9.99 and download it to your smartphone. Right.
bottom line, I'm doing the best that I can. And I know that um, my story is a threat. It's a real threat because it's going to um, help change our situation. And that's why the financial elites will not buy or will not uh, support this film project. They will not fund this type of thing. They like to see black people, you know, sh uh, kill each other. Uh, they like to see that um, that drug dealers get more support in the black community than people like myself that's trying to um, create something, a positive business in the black community. They trying to build something for our youth, trying to work with our black families that need um, resources. And this is something that's positive. So they don't want that. They want that negative stereotype to stay out there. This organization is also a threat to uh, Satan's kingdom. Um, we're not going to just be um, preachy preachy or just trying to, you know, um, beat people over the head about them being saved. As far as I'm concerned, that's between you and your uh, maker. We're going to show you um, in this uh, business over here. We're going to show you um, an authentic form of Christianity. We'll work with you, but we're going to raise the bar. Again, I want to make sure our first line of business is to separate ourselves from these off-code Negroes. I have a whole lot of them that's uh, on my friends list on Facebook, as well as uh, in uh, your camp. Because they can hide behind that computer. But they know that um, I want to move from behind this computer. And once this organization is up and running and we um, establish uh, mandatory orientations and work with people in the community on the west side of Chicago, we want to cover Austin, Garfield Park, and North Lundale. They know that their time will be up with, with us. Because I want to make sure that I'm connecting with the right people. And my pledge to my group members, just read my book first, and then you'll know what my pledge will be. But bottom line, I want all my members worldwide to understand that you would never have to endure such foolishness that I had to. Somebody had to do it. And that's what my creator called me to do, to come against this Willie Lynch mentality. That 400 years is up. So you can't hide behind that saying, oh, well, um, you know, um, slavery this and slavery that. We're free. And we're going to be even more freer once we connect, reconnect uh, with the African continent. And that's what this uh, business is all about, reconnecting. And we want to bring our talents and skills to uh, the African continent. And I want to use this business as a way to uh, shed light on uh, doing productive, positive things and uh, productive things in the black community as well as going to be in the African community, if given a chance. Lord knows that I wish this organization was up and running now. But again, I, I believe that uh, the Spirit of God has all power. And, you know, things is done in his timing. I wish it was uh, up and running now, but he knows best. But one thing for sure, 
I'm going to keep doing this thing until we're able to get this thing popping. And once I start making money, ain't nothing changing. We're gonna, I'm going to still do the same thing. I'm going to make sure we separate ourselves from off-cold Negroes. Because I don't want to be around those type of people. I don't want to be around de- degenerates and urban terrorists. I want to be around like-minded people that want more out of life, point blank. And you don't have to live in the black ghetto to be part of this organization. That's why I'm online. I'm here to recruit brave and smart black people and African people worldwide. But I need y'all to uh, help um, fund this thing so that way I can um, be in a better position where I can just hire, you know, uh, the people, qualified people that's going to carry out uh, this vision. With that being said, um, I'll wait around for about 15 minutes. And um, if I don't hear from anyone, then that's going to conclude our show for today.